0: on your chair like you're posing for a photo. Is that not a camera? No, that's what? a microphone. Oh, sorry, I feel a touch You've been doing selfies, foolish. you look foolish. I thought I was doing selfies. I gotta move tables, no. I, I don't want to be sat next to no fool. No ones on my Instagram so blank, I've been using a pissing microphone. Now listen, I, I, I think we've angered so many waiters and waitresses here today. Uh, Welcome to A Table for Two. We're going to talk about different topics, usually around the paranormal or supernatural. While we wait for our goddamn meal, as always, we are in La which is an Italian beach-themed restaurant. And the staff here are ignoring us now. It's got to the point where they're giving us no more bread. Uh, Well, that's off the table now, isn't it? The bread? Yeah, well, the bread's gone now. And we are still waiting for our meals. I've ordered the... Uh, what did I order again? I've forgotten it's been you so long. You had the fungi. Yeah, the fungi. I've ordered the fungi, and you've ordered the meatballs. Surprise, wasn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rick Babylon Shapel, and sat directly opposite me with a glaring look of passion in his eyes is... Yep. is uh, my name is Cans Krennis Rickman, and welcome to episode five of the uh, Table for Two radio show. I've got to say... Yeah? It is September, 2019. Yeah. 2019? And, um, And welcome to the future, Hover Tables. It's not, it's it's a... (laughs) It's a lovely day. It's beautiful! But but you know what, number two, what's that? I have a bit of sadness in my life. Why do you have sadness, Mr. Schaeppel? Tell me please share your heart with me i was shopping earlier okay oh, yeah? and i went before we came to the restaurant before we came to the restaurant you i went out did a shopping lot i had to do a bit of grocery shopping growth and anyway i was going around and i went to the the, the sweeties the cake aisle yeah yeah i thought, oh, i'm gonna get some muffins i'll enjoy these they're great you love them they are but then what best before <gasps> 11th of september oh so On the one hand, I'm eagerly awaiting a tasty, tasty treat. I'm eagerly awaiting it. On the other hand, I'm sadly reminded of the loss of almost 3,000 lives on that terrible day. It's awful, isn't it? Really? It's a sad time of year to go food shopping. It's kind of weird because that muffin was best before 9-11 and so was America. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what you can do if you're sad? You can have a beer. You can turn to drink. This is ridiculous. This is episode five. I can see through my skin. That's how hungry I am. Well, this is ridiculous. That shouldn't be happening. I was going to ask you a question earlier, uh, so I'm going to ask it now instead. Uh, you know when you were a child, what did you have any favorite restaurants that you used to go to? Mm. No. Did you? Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you remember they had a chain called Charlie Chalks? Yes. Do you remember those? Those are pretty cool. Yeah. Because f- used like to get a, clown, a party bag. There? there was a clown on the sign. Could you, like, piss us around in there a bit? Was there, like, a ball pit or anything? I think, I think there, there was. was. Something like that, wasn't there? There was I- an adventure element to it. I was never a ball pit fan in restaurants, I'll be honest with you, because I remember one time I was in a ball pit when I was a very young lad, and I think I saw some kid either being sick or dribbling all over one of the balls, and that really put me off. I was, mm. That was the moment I was aware of Germ's existence. You, and <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know what's in the ball pit, do you? Balls. No, but below them, it's like oh. in that, they could be sick. They could be junkies' needles if they've been in there <laughs> jabbing up. Yeah, they get well. It's a place to go for junkies, isn't it? Nobody's going to think to Charlie Chucks, ball pits. It's closed down now. That's you know? Probably why. And what I can never understand is the ball pit. You know, the soft play that also does adult things in the evening. There? There's a few yeah. of them. Bring your own beer. But it's like, yeah, uh, you don't want to be pissed on that, do you? you? Well, I'd love to, but the thing is, there's got to be some behaviour going on with yeah. drunk adults, like. Is the the ball pit full of traces of jism and fanny slobber? Is all that gunk going on in there? Ah, fingered Tina in a ball pit. (laughs) These aren't the only balls in the pit, Tina. You'd say something like that. So we're going to talk about um, space. Uh... Now, we have sent lots of uh, sounds out into space, like radio signals. As a species. Radio signals out into space. There are people who work in NASA who claim that they have recorded sounds that have been sent uh, from space, from aliens or other planets. So that So we've kind of sent thing. them out, and they've come back. They have. They've, they've sent them out. They've come back. Now I've got lots of uh, lots of things to play on today's episode. We're going to be talking about the Voyager golden discs. Okay, These are two I know this. Discs that were sent out into space. So if any aliens uh, happened upon the uh, Voyager, then they could play this in their vinyl player and learn all about Earth. Okay, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, we are also going to play some sounds of space that have been recorded. These Ooh. are actual sounds that other planets are making. And NASA have pointed their big microphone out in space yeah. and recorded these sounds. We're going to be playing them a little bit later on. But, Mr. Shapel, this week's jingle, um, I think you saw them just a few minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw them leaving. It was Korn, it? Wasn't was the it? band Korn, yes. they uh, Big fans of the show. They loved last week's episode. And they said, we got Anyway, this is their song. Uh, this is by Korn. It's called uh, Space Song. I, it hasn't got oh, a name. Each Didn't week we give these that? bands get led- Uh, Yeah, creative with the titles of the the songs. It's like they were in a rush to get it done for, for this episode. So this is Korn with their space song.
1: I'll fly there in my little rocket So let's stop by the moon So I can dance, do a moon dance My co-pilot has died He went to the moon without a helmet Can't breathe without a helmet We don't let drop a helmet Houston, is the problem? They said there is no fuel To get me back to work I guess I'm gonna live in space There is no gravity
0: the shape space the final frontier or is it really the final frontier what I do you d- think about space when did you first get interested in oh, space mate, i'm fucking mad for space yeah no here? i love all that the satellites and the planets yeah, not mad yeah, for man, that mad. Stars. Uh, no space is fine yeah. i'd love to go there i hope that within our lifetime we get to go and <laughs> it should be pretty soon that you can travel via space to other cities on to go really no but virgin galactic is saying oh, yeah. they're going to get you into any city on earth within two hours. That's amazing. Um, and I'd like to think, though, if you're paying all that money and you're going that quick, when you go up, you do get to float in the air for a bit. I'd I don't hope. think they'll let that happen. Hmm? Crisps everywhere. They wouldn't serve food. There's no point in being on a, a flight and having food if the flight's going to last two hours. No, I know. Yeah. They'd probably be very picky with what foods you were allowed to take on as well. I'm shaking emotional. <laughs> <especially>. <laughs> I had a windy. Oh, you had a windy. <laughs> <laughs> um... I know what you mean by a windy. It it doesn't come out as anything. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> it just There's tightens a gas up your in here somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you not do you not like that long journey travel though? It, yeah, for, it me, for me, I like a long journey because it makes the holiday well worth it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh no, my mate, I'm I'm also mad for that long journey. Yeah. No, it feels like, you know, when you go to Asia or the Americas <laughs> or place? <laughs> you know when you're gone. <laughs> no, when you travel somewhere far, yeah. it feels more like you've gone somewhere exciting and new. If everything oh. is the equivalent of going from Cardiff to Swindon, then it's not that exciting. No, it really isn't. You don't feel like you've literally gone to the other side of the world. Like it, Theoretically, if you went the other side of the world on this two-hour space flight, yeah. and you forgot something back yeah, home, I was that. you could oh. go back and, you know, it's going to be very expensive, though, to fly into space. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and did you, would you go to an airport for that? Yes, I believe so. Oh, it really? Would probably have, like, um, they'd call it something cool, wouldn't they? Like Aww. Astroport yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, go to the Heathrow Astroport. And that would be the part that was really done up. Yeah. It would look super... It would I'm look like an Apple store inside. I'm imagining it would be blue... Um, uh, what they call the lights on the the landing lights, the runway lights. I think it would be blue and they'd constantly be moving. But I think it's obviously going to be expensive and I think if you're paying all that dollar, you want to feel like it's an adventure. Speaking of planes, do you know the thing I think that would really help them to fly quicker? I think you should share, well go on then. It's obvious. Uh, Ramps. Put a ramp at the end, oh. so the plane goes up and it's already in the air a little yeah. bit. Or yeah, or something that like the like it. pushes it forwards, like yeah. locks in and propels it forward. Oh. You know, like um, a pinball machine. Like a pinball machine. So yeah. you put the plane inside, pull that back, so then yeah. he doesn't have to turn his engines on until he's yeah. saving, off fuel. saving on fuel. It's green. Yeah, that's green. green for the what modern age. What do you call it? Aero projection. A yeah. P. Yeah. This UAP technology will uh, save on fuel and it will be the fastest way of getting your and if it's That's a short a flight yeah why
1: wouldn't you wouldn't need to turn the engines on at all you could
0: probably <laughs> just <laughs> glide there how tall am i how tall are you if you measure me then i will measure you so we're going to be talking about uh space now uh i don't know if you uh, you're more uh, scully than molder aren't you definitely no, we, we, we said we're moldy aren't we we're in the in between in well, the middle i don't even think we're in the middle because Apart from, there was one creepy sleep recording last yeah, week. That, that was quite That was it. I am. I mean, that was... That was very good. It was creepy. Yeah, and I, that. Thought, I thought That's I was listening to, say, to the older uh, episode, though. It could easily just be a big hoaxy hoax. It could. Um, what else has been convincing on this show so far? Absolutely uh, nothing. No, we're, very, we're very, we haven't found anything real yet. Earth... We're a lonely planet. We're we are. not very big. You know, not many people live here. We're just like we're a humble planet. We're lonely planet, like the popular travel guide. Exactly. Yeah. Now, we we don't know if there is other. Life forms out there or on other planets, you know. So, what we have done, we've done many things. We've got obviously SETI, which is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, who are constantly sending out signals and receiving signals to see if they can re- receive any alien signals. So, these are on a much higher uh, level than, say, British UFO hunters with Russ Kellett. <laughs> these are much these higher are the budget. top level, absolutely top budget, you know. Okay. Um, but what we did back in 1972, we sent out a record which was called the Voyager Gold record hmm. it wasn't quite a spaceship but it was more like a probe that we sent out into space yeah is it like it's like a message in a bottle we kind of just tossed it yes. out there so you've got the voyager 1 and you've got the voyager 2 these are sp- both uh, spacecrafts not manned sort of like satellites but their sole mission is to go out there with lots of information about where the voyagers came from basically let me let me tell you some of the things that they've sent over okay so with the voyager 1 and 2 We've sent um, some audio. There's lots of different audio that were sent out there. So, You've got, for example, greetings in 55 different languages. Put on so, the off chance, one of these alien races is like... Well, Sumerian well, could I be... know I know Russian. <laughs> is that a Russian I accent? don't know. <laughs> well, uh, so to describe how these discs look, okay, imagine like an actual vinyl that you would play on a vinyl player, okay. but this one is a golden one. Now, so, so it's people, sold a lot. It's sold a lot. I was just going to nah. make that joke. Zing, zing, joke zing, zing, zing. It's already made a golden record. Joke. It's got lots and lots of different audio that was recorded in Earth. Flip it over on the other side. In and it's. On Earth or on Earth? Uh, on Earth. Oh, right. <laughs> deep in, Mining down, deep down into below the car. The core. So, uh, lots of different information. And what the idea was was if an alien did play this uh, record, mm-hmm. it would give them enough information uh, about who we are as a human species. So, we're going, no, they're all right, these guys, yeah, let's go and give them a visit when you put the vinyl on this is the first thing that you hear the gentleman whose name is kurt Waldheim. okay he is a german engineer he was actually famous for uh, working in nasa he was a nasa communications officer so at the time when this was sent out he was the secretary general of the un but his Job. I'm going to tell you straight after this, and I want your opinion about what he used to do, okay? Bearing in mind, this is 1972, he's a German engineer. Yes. so I can see where lines. this is going. Yes, yes. So this is Kurt Walderheim.
1: Uh, As the Secretary General of the United Nations, an organisation of 147 member states who represent almost all of the human inhabitants of the planet Earth, I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship, to teach if we are called upon, to be taught if we are fortunate. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us, and it is with humility and hope that we take this step.
0: Well, nice. So you put that on, that's track one. It's a nice but, message. If I got an album like that and played that one, I'd skip it. <laughs> you know? yeah. Nobody likes a spoken worded mm, no. intro to a record. I'm going to say, I think every album should open with a nice well-wish to the listeners. Hi, <laughs> this is Weezer. We've worked really hard on the new records. We hope you enjoy... In- Where are they from? I right damn America... of the Nazis in World War II, all the top scientists of the Nazi regime, these engineers, these um, people that made, like, the V2 rocket, they were all caught, arrested, and taken to America because their minds, for all the horrific things that they used to do, they were the greatest minds on this planet. So instead of them just letting loose and going out into the world and going into hiding, what America did was arrested them and took them to NASA to say, We're not going to put you to death. Your punishment now is to work with us and teach us all that you know so that we can progress with the space race. not much of a punishment. Not really. No, this is the interesting thing. It's not much of a punishment, okay? Now, when you've got Operation Paperclip, there were the the leading people from uh, NASA. So you've got, for example, if I'm going to read here, yeah, Uh, Werner von Braun, who basically is the mastermind of NASA. If it wasn't for this gentleman, we wouldn't be going into space. But the difficult thing here is he was an engineer back in Nazi Germany, Mm. okay? Now, he used to do horrific things with his employees. Like, if you were a slow worker, for example, he would hang you from the entrance to the factory so that everybody walking in there, it would be a message, if you were a slow worker, this is what's going to happen. So you've got Actual Nazis, like this that guy who just spoke then, um yeah. uh um, Vanderheim, whatever his name was, and Werner von Braun, who are Nazis. Now, this is where the argument Who've is have taken lives. Oh absolutely have taken lives. Did you not know this? I knew this vaguely, but yeah. it's been a long time. All of the And li- also it's better for podcast material if I act like yes. I'm learning it. So like it's this, new. Is a, this is strange. Now this is the interesting thing. These people have committed the most horrific acts known to man, mm. yet they are the pioneers of space travel. Mm. So we wouldn't have gone into space unless it was because of them. Apollo number one was engineered by a Nazi engineer who did these horrific things. Now, he is now celebrated. When you kind of look at his Wikipedia page, um, well, he just happened, he didn't set one up because he <laughs> died obviously long before that. But when you look at his history, NASA always downplays the fact that they are from a Nazi regime. Okay? Yeah, and it's kind of like, should you do that? Or should you just exactly. be like, yeah, these guys were wrong-uns. We forced them to work for us, though. They yes. didn't really kill anyone else after that. Yes. But should we be celebrating a person like this for sending us to the moon and sending us into space? Or should we forever, uh, you know, uh, criticize them and hate them for all the things that they did during the war. Well, I C- certainly don't think we should be having him giving the message of peace at the start. Exactly. It's weird, isn't it? I can't think of anyone worse to yeah. do it. But that's the difficult what was thing. was it? Did he talk about it publicly? Was he like, I was of wanker. They, no, they did. When they had the um, Nuremberg Trials, mm. Okay, do you know, you know what the Nuremberg Trials were? Mm. So the Nuremberg Trials were all the leaders of the Nazi party stood trial and they had to speak for why they committed their crimes okay um it was Hitler made us do it. it that's what lots of them said it was them that made them do it
1: halfway halfway that enemies are almost done I hope you're having fun halfway no. halfway, halfway. the rest is really good it's better than the first half halfway halfway, halfway no. then we can go home to our wives and get shouted at they're really serious halfway Way. halfway
0: Lots of countries from around the world were invited to put together lots of different songs that they want to be put onto this golden record. So it's sort of like a a greatest hits compilation, but not a greatest hits of a specific genre. This is a greatest hits of all of humanity. After the introduction with that gentleman that says, welcome, you know, to the the disc, whatever, 55 languages are spoken with their greetings saying hello. So you've got like um, ancient Greek, Aramaic, Spanish, German, all of the different languages say hello on this album. So Is got, it like, just hello ones. or is it? Like, uh, well, it's different things. So you've got like hello, but for example, uh, the Portuguese, it's like a, a, a saying. So the Portuguese one, which I'm not g- going to even try and tackle because I cannot speak the language, but their English translation is peace and happiness to everyone. I think that's going to confuse the fuck out of an alien. We saw in the beginning of Mars Attacks how much they struggled translating just between the two languages. I mean, the whole disc is all over the place, really. I think you're making hurdles rather than... Yeah, you're you're kind of like... It's like you've made a mixtape for a loved one. Mm. Half the time you've got like a strange opening from a man who used to be a Nazi. Mm. Then you've got greetings in lots of different languages. And then you've got a few select songs. So sad and lonely. I grew up without a mum or dad. Guess it's a self-raising flower. So I'm going to play you an example of one of the songs which is on this Voyager golden record. This one I'm going to play for you is um, from Azerbaijan, is that how you say it? I don't know. This one's from... uh, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly, but this is an example of one of the songs which is on the album. So this is quite nice, isn't it? So what they want is if an alien played this, the alien's gonna go, oh "Oh, yeah, Yeah. it's all right that is. I like what I'm hearing. Okay, what else we got? So, okay, then we've also got, uh, we've got a choir. Uh, This is, um, it's called a men's house song. This is from Papua New Guinea. Okay, gonna play this one now. So I think what they were trying to do was have lots of songs that had different instruments on them. And while also representing the nation, I guess. Yes, absolutely. That's a really nice one, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to play you... Oh, here's one that uh, you wouldn't have expected. This song is officially on the Voyager. Oh, okay. Johnny B. Good, it yeah, says. that's America's contribution, yeah. right? Yeah. The thing about this one is the aliens might not like it, but their kids are going to love it. Ah, Back to the Future that's the reference. Yeah. These are the greetings that you get on there. This goes on for five minutes. This, this is a Japanese one on there. Um, there is one, yeah, hang on, boy. I'll play this one now then. So you see, it just keeps playing looping, lots of different countries saying in their own language exactly how they feel. Now, Mr. Shapel, not only have we sent sounds out into space, mm. there are some people that have actually recorded sounds from space. Whoa. Recently, NASA have been recording lots of different planets. Now, okay. what they've recorded is electromagnetic frequencies mm. that you can't hear. But what NASA have done is turn these into sounds. So if you think of a magnetic sound as a wave, okay, mm-hmm. and you think of a sound as a wave, this is the equivalent of how it would sound if it was put into an audio wave form. Okay. Do you understand this? Yes. Me? Be I'm honest, with you. if you don't, I won't judge you if you don't how it sounds if you transfer that into an audio wave that's right I'm with you now Out. I'm a sound guy oh yeah you are a sound guy using my kit now this is very creepy this one now this is the sound of Saturn oh. mm. sounds like a sci-fi ship landing yeah it does it? doesn't it Use that in one of our shows. That's frightening. That is. We well, can't. That's copyright from NASA. Is it really? It's officially from NASA's website. Oh, Can we play this? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, We're yeah. reviewing it. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> so that's an example of the sun of Saturn. That is terrifying. That is frightening. I don't want to go. If that's how Saturn sounds, I don't want to live there. I'm a braver guy than you though, and I say that's not scary at all. Bring it on. I love it. This is what the sun sounds like. Like a boat. <laughs> 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 or somebody blowing into a bottle, yeah. but they've got massive lungs. Now this is um, this is apparently the sound of lightning on on Jupiter. So again, whenever lightning strikes on Jupiter, it, goes, it sends out a signal, and this is what we apparently heard. Yeah, it's have not heard. like you were, if you were traipsing around Jupiter and oh, was it was like you wouldn't hear that. that. No, yeah, You wouldn't hear that. Okay, so the Hubble um, spacecraft sends okay. out really deep signals into the deepest regions of space, and these are the sounds that we've heard. That's so classic sci-fi, is it it? Is, isn't it? now my dog is dead I didn't feed my dog And now my dog is dead I didn't feed my dog And now my dog is dead Feed your dog, feed your dog You've got to feed your dog <laughs> do <it. laughs> We're going to be playing a game now Which is called Hypothetical Situations Okay And here's the jingle <laughs> Hypothetical <laughs> Situations What would you do And what would I do? Different hypothetical situations from manintelligence.com. Now, this is a way, if you want to get to know your partner, you give them these hypothetical questions to find out uh, a little bit about them. Uh, Question number one. You are walking in a forest and you find a black suitcase. Inside it holds $1 million and a piece of paper stained in blood with a single word, don't. Would you take the suitcase home or would you leave it? I would run away. I would get my mobile phone out when I knew I was safe. Uh Little coward, aren't I? You're a coward. And I would call the bobbies. What? So it would go into the hands of the law amongst a bunch of police officers who could easily go, do you know what? I'd go on record. uh... And I'd say, I counted it with my eyes, visually. And there was exactly a million dollars in there. I would think um, I had found a prop because I don't think there's any way now that you would find a, a briefcase full of money. One million. I was doing it a... Yeah, and you, held, and you held your little finger the wrong way. It's that way. Right. You hold it towards are your you mouth. Yeah, you went that way. What the hell is that? I'm like? doing it like it's a phone. <laughs> you are right? doing it in a weird way. <laughs> Some finger phone. I would assume that it's just a prop because people don't really use money anymore. We're all about that con- contactless, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. uh, and pins and all that kind of stuff. I don't think we would... Uh, people would just leave money around like well that. you have a very uh sheltered uh, view of the world a view of privilege yes because i'm sure if this was Colombia, uh-huh. there's Colombia, <laughs> uh there's millions of dollars lying around with drugs and i'd panic you'd pa- yeah what would you do then would you eat it no i'd call the police too but I- i'm afraid that the police would be corrupt and they would just Pretend that it never got found, but and you've they would done just keep it themselves. Part, though, if because that could be linked to a crime, someone could be in danger. Yeah, but then there's also the other situation. If you did take it, nobody, there might be the big chance that nobody would find out. If I did take it, I would not put it into a bag. I would hide it under floorboards or something like I, that. See, I'd be worried. I just take out a tenner every now and then. What if someone saw? Ah, exactly. You'd always be looking over your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, okay. Question number two. You're at war. Deciphering an intercepted code, you learn two things about your enemy. A single spot in their defense will be at its weakest in 10 days, and they will attack on one of your cities in five days. What do you do with this information? The enemy will be at its weakest in 10 days, but the enemy is going to attack one of your cities in five days. Okay, Okay. well, I'm I'm really more of a follower than a leader, so (laughs) it's escalated up the chain of command. And then I've done my part. <laughs> You're in charge here. Oh shit. Yes. Uh, what would you do? Would you let them attack one of the cities, but knowing that they're going to be weak in knowing 10 days? But that then you could get them. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I'd have to, I'd be, although that's probably the better choice. I'd have to defend the city. I would defend the city because think about it. You've deciphered a code. The enemy doesn't know that you've intercepted these codes. So if you did stop the city from happening, that might knock them off guard so much it could weaken them anyway. Yeah, I'd let them know, and I'd say, yeah, we knew about this. Just remember what else we know. Yes, exactly. Question number three. If you could sell your soul to the devil, the man, the god of hell, Uh, (laughs) what would you sell it for? So what would would you be willing to sell your soul for? Probably absolutely nothing. You? I wouldn't do it. It always confuses me. The only thing that I go by from when you sell a soul is the episode of Simpsons. Yeah, where yeah, that's sells immediately what I thought of. And then the guy in the, the street cleaning truck who drives down into the... Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what happens when you lose a soul? It, it, like, well, you're still uh, a living, breathing thing. Yeah, but I assume once you peg out, you go straight to heck. You're stuck in Devil Town. Yeah. To do whatever unpleasantness would go on yeah, down I'm there. Yeah, I'm not going to sell soul. I'm going to keep it, actually. Yeah. Oh, bollocks I'm going to make that. a phone call after this. Okay. You find a book. This is question number four. You find a book and you begin to read only to discover that it's your life. You get to a point that you're at right now. Do you turn the page knowing that you will not be able to change the events to come? No. I wouldn't either. No, absolutely not. I I'd never want to know how it's all going to end. I think if I, turned to it, if I turned too far by accident, I'd just scribble out the page and go, my no, life has been written. It. Didn't you listen to the question? You cannot change I it. I half listened. All right then. Okay. This next question. If you could choose between 50 years of being incredibly happy or live forever being unhappy, what would you choose? Well, what's the point in living forever unhappy? You live forever. Yes, but could you become happy? Could no, you, you know, find purpose or would you, you that have you will to live forever being unhappy? I suppose the perk is you could do a lot of good. You could, but you wouldn't be happy about it. You'd be like, you'd get Merry Christmas. You know, you'd, probably have, you'd probably have the 50, wouldn't you? I wouldn't want to have the 50 because. Well, think about it. Like, you're 34 now? Yeah, but that's, like, <laughs> that's all right, life. Okay, the next question. If you could learn one skill, any one skill in the world without trying, so like the Matrix learning style, okay. which would you pick? Are you going to list some options, or no, is it just no, any skill? No, no, it's up to you. Which, would you skill? which skill would you learn? Um, what would you, uh, well, I'm studying Japanese, but I can't help but feel that I could do that anyway without needing to be the best at it. Probably something amazing that you could make a lot of money off as a, as a talent. I th- Oh, I got the one I would do, right? You know in the Olympics, when they do that thing which is the horse, um, where it's like the box thing? Like the thing? gymnastics thing. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be that. Because I think Why? that if you want to impress anybody, that is a skill to impress people by. Just put your hands on on anything, mm. swing your legs around. But at the same time, though, like a truly master pianist oh. would be wicked. Yes. That would be awesome. Can but I then, change mine? Yeah, you can have it. Okay, I'm a pianist as well. Okay, and I'll also, well, we could do the same instrument then. What could... kind of band is that? Because <laughs> you could rock up anywhere and impress anyone at any occasion. <laughs> Nothing gets girls hotter than a good pianist um, okay. um okay. okay we've agreed piano. next one you are offered a pill that makes you 25 percent you were offered a pill that makes you 25 percent more intelligent but it permanently <laughs> removes your hair including eyebrows do you take it no i, I like being a bit i'd be like to be a dunce yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah generally the thick are happier than the uh the smarties i and mean there would be no beard as well yeah like, like literally I think you get to a certain age and you have to keep a beard. Because it just it, it's If you're a bloke. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <of> course, <exactly. laughs> Maybe I should take that 25%. I, like, I don't ever think that I'd shave my beard ever again unless it was for like Halloween. I did the other day, it's fine. Uh, you look weird. Only because I, I, I thought... always have a beard. Anyway, any more questions? Yes, I've got a final one here. If you could change one thing about how the human body has evolved, what would it be? Much bigger dick. <laughs> Uh, well, on um, everywhere. On everywhere. What <laughs> well, you'd rather that, would you? Uh, no, well, one thing about ha- change how it's evolved. Yeah, so I mean, as well evolved as as we are now. So, would you give two extra arms? I think just much thicker skin to stop all the knife crime in London, <laughs> and if you fall down, it, yeah, just generally much. Thicker skin, but imagine how that would feel. You'd be, you'd have to get some ultra moisturizer for that, though, wouldn't you? But that would thin the skin again, and it wouldn't work. Thicker skin. What would you have? Um, Bigger knob. No, I would have. You sweat out the poo instead of expelling it from your anus. I'd have two extra arms. We'll Play Mortal Kombat again? Have you? Why would you want those? So it's Goro. Goro it? yeah. 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 Why do you want? What do you want to do with them? <laughs> <laughs> Climb better. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. You imagine this. You could that, text and hug your girlfriend at the oh same yeah, time. But that's, I don't have one. There's not really anything to conclude with today's no. uh, episode. There well, was nothing I, uh, paranormal, was there? No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. Uh, it was, well, I mean, I'm not sorry. I think it was a very interesting one. I mean, space is just too vast. What is scarier, okay? Is it scarier to send out a sound into space in the hopes that it will be heard by someone, or is it scarier to receive a sound from someone unknown? Mm. I guess if you send the sound out, you're the dominant one. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. What kind of battle are you talking about? Well, you're the one who's instigated it. Yeah. Whereas if you're just receiving it, it's like, oh, who is that? Who is <laughs> Who's speaking to me? Okay, here's a question. Actually, going on space. One final question for you: Is ET good or bad? Did he do anything bad? I, I don't know, but you don't know what his mates did when they came back. ET, I think, is one of the most frightening aliens I've ever seen. Freaky looking motherfucker. thing. Yeah, isn't yeah. yeah, yeah. With his glowing finger. Yeah, that's just weird. Oh. What it, I it, do? do you think <laughs> it feels hot when he does it? To him? No. I think that his fingertips are numb yeah. and that is sort of like it's silicone yeah. sort of numb tip. It's sort of like Do you think there's a of, gel inside it. No, I think that what's inside of it, I think it's a solid mass, like a nail. But imagine the material that your fingernail's made of, and this is sort of like designed <laughs> <into> or ball <laughs> okay. that's at the end of the fingers. Oh, okay. And then what happens is I think he's got a space that's inside it. I think it's hollow. Yeah. But it's a type of gas that is emitted from the tip of his finger, a tr- the small hole so called his the, fingers must called the asvario. Okay? okay. The asvario, which is a gland that's at the end of his finger, okay. produces this gas. Now not only does this gas <laughs> right. have healing properties, <laughs> okay, okay, but it emits photons. The mixture of the photons yep. causes a heating sensation. Yeah. Um I think that inside it, it's 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 crystallised, much like a glow stick you'd get at a rave. Okay. Um, oh, okay, okay. And like the the crystals move around and light up, but unlike a glow stick, yeah. they can be reused. They settle back, they crystallise again, so they. Can How long crack... do they take to settle? Half an hour. <laughs> Quite quick, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? And then can he? Okay, so during the. Uh, resigning of the healing property, so it's, it's going to take it half an hour. He's got to rest. He can't do anything. So He can't with it do now. it. In, like, after 15 minutes, you go, hey, E.T., another lad's just Well, you can try it, but it's not going to be as strong. I think it would be, yeah, it would be like, oh, look, it's scabbed over. It hasn't fully yeah, it's healed. Like, Well, I can numb the pain a bit. Yeah, but, yeah, I can just... But then it's it, going it, to be yeah. another half an hour before I can... <laughs> um, fucking... No, no, that would then setting back 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, then. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, it resets the counter. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, the poor thing. We need to write to Steven Spielberg and yeah. say, so wh- which one of us was it? Like, was it Cans with his gas theory <laughs> or Rick with his, his crystallized rave finger? If anyone's got Mr. Spielberg's number or address, please get in touch with us and also get in touch with us for our segment called, Can Anybody Hear Me? Mm-hmm. what you guys think of the podcast and we want you to tell us the kind of stories scary spooky stories that you've encountered that we can uh talk about on this show and we can uh pass judgment on your lives yeah well anyway um a slightly rambly one this week not so paranormal at all but we will be back with proper paranormal themes from next week maybe we'll look at cryptozoology what's that or uh, that is the study of you know, mythical creatures like Bigfoot, Loch uh, like Ness one. Monster. That Maybe that'll be one. the next one, though. Thank you for listening to A Table for Two with me, Cans Rickman. And me, Rick Shapel. And we'll see you next week on A Table for Two. So I did. A yeah. Table for Two podcast yeah. was produced by uh, Rick and Cans from Nightmares from the Uh It was edited by Rick Shapel. The jingles were. Edited badly? Mostly all, awful. All made by the <laughs> extremely untalented <laughs> Cans Rickman, except for the one by Corn. Um, Thank you, Corn. Th- yeah, thanks. Um, these are the credits. But... These are terrible credits. Yeah, it doesn't matter.